Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are coming to you live from a bunch of different places. YouTube, Crowdcast, also the podcast internet. We're coming yes. to you from iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. Oh, we don't have the and, list. Uh, all. Keep listing every place. No, no, no. Drizzly, that alcohol delivery. (laughs) Alcohol delivery service? We're live? Yeah. We're uh, Kiki's delivery service as well. That's what you said, right? Sorry, Pete. I I was just air drumming, which is something I do all the time. (laughs) Is it because you've seen a certain thing? Is that why? I don't know. No, just something I'm talking about. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait. Oh boy, this is very exciting. This is a nice tease for our Patreon podcast. (laughs) Right. Bring him in. I'll tell you what. Come into the tent, baby. I don't want to spend too much time on this because we have two great guests for everybody tonight. But sure do. We are, our in-jokes are getting in-jokes at this point. We're taping so many podcasts. I think that's what's happening. Yeah, uh, it's getting crazy. No shame there. <laughs> no worries there. Just inside, inside baseball. Yeah. Uh, so as mentioned, we have two great guests for you, and I'm going to welcome the first one right here into the stream right now. He is a returning guest to the show. He's the creator of Pen Ultiman from Ahoy Comics. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Payer. Hello, Tom. Hey! hey. Thanks for having me on the morning zoo. Oh, oh no welcome. problem. Brap, brap. Wait, I do actually have some sound effects, but they're never at the ready. Here uh, we go. Hold on. Sucking like on a cheesesteak. Oh, boy. Like oh, all great Zoo Morning crews, it takes a little while to get it going. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, the frat head or whatever, he's like, hold on, hold on I got to find it. It's under a stack of stuff. My, uh, it's in my sound cue right now. Sorry, squeeze bags. Just got to dig up the buttons. Hold on one second. <laughs> oh, and then I actually went away from the buttons. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, see? It's real. Anyway, this back. is deeply rude. Yes, Tom, thank you so much for coming back. Uh, let's talk about Pen Ultiman. So, to, to start off, at least the way that it's being sold, it, it's a little bit 
of a Superman riff. This is something that we see a lot. There's a, sort of a lot of different takes on Superman. Um, is would you say that's accurate to the comic? And it's 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 in there. It's not like we're trying to do an unauthorized issue of Superman. There's a lot of differences, but uh, um, we do not have him turn evil and kill people. So mm-hmm. we're like pretty unique in that way. <laughs> yes. Head of the game. Well, why is that? I mean, why? I mean, I think I know why, but from your perspective, why are so many people riffing on Superman in particular? Is is that, is it just because of the enduring story of Superman? Is it because that's a very easy sales angle and then you can spill, spin the story out emotionally however you want? How do you look at it? Well, he's the book of Genesis mm-hmm. of comics. I mean, everything. <laughs> he's the seed, the world tree, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So why wouldn't you keep thinking about him and going back to him? Uh, and it, depending on when you grew up, he's a lot of different characters, really. Yeah. I uh, was born in 1932, so if that gives you any... Perfect. Yeah. Yes. You were discovered in a <laughs> rocket ship, right, Alex? He's like a two-fisted social justice warrior to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, so what's your take, what's your riff on this, if we do want to start there? What is the pitch for Penultimate? Penultimate is a, um, a universally admired and beloved superhero who uh, is very powerful and who deep down just hates his own guts and uh, to the point where it really becomes a problem. Uh, he's just <laughs> not connecting with people that well anymore and he's not making the best decisions. And um, he's got an android who helps him out, you see there. Yeah. Uh, anti-penultimate man <laughs> decides who sees that this unacknowledged pain is in penultimate man and decides he wants to fix him. So that's really the whole story for five issues is a robot trying to fix the person and the person trying not to be fixed. Well, uh, where did that's fun. Oh, go ahead, Justin. I was just going to say, we've talked about this a lot um, lately, uh, especially with DC Comics and including Superman. You don't really get inside their heads nearly as much as uh, Marvel Comics or any of the other sort of larger superheroes. Um, Do you feel like that's you want to get inside um, a hero like that's head and really see what makes them tick and what actual problems they might have? Well, that's the job, isn't it? You're trying to write a person and you're trying to write a person who's not just like the person the last person wrote about, you know. Um, and as far as Superman having like an interior life, I knew what it was when I was six years old. I mean, I completely accept Superman for what he is. I think he's great. I think there were, I wish there were more, more like him. Um, but, and he really, actually his personality really helped determine a lot about my life, not only my job, but just the way I see and think about things. He was a perfect model for me early on of a person who had great power and uh, didn't use it in his own interests. Hardly ever used yeah. it in the interests of the weak and the people who couldn't do it for themselves. And uh, uh, so as a kid, I read that and I thought, well, this is what America is. I'm growing up in the right country. And boy, was I surprised. <laughs> <laughs> 
so where did this start with? It, was it the idea of Superman-style character, but depressed? Or was there an emotional thing that you started with from uh, real life or otherwise? Where do where do stories come from you? Uh, come from? For this you? one came, came from just a particular gag that ended up being issue one, um, where he goes away to a distant place on a mission, and he leaves in his... Uh, Android assistant in charge of both of his identities. And uh, when he comes back a few days later, all of the ongoing nagging problems he's ever faced have been solved by his understudy. Oh, wow. Uh, like his arch enemy has reformed. <laughs> <laughs> and the people in the office at work like, like him now. <laughs> and uh, uh, so this really... Uh, opens up, uh, it, it provokes a lot of feelings in Penultimate Man that go back to his rejection uh, by the people of his own time. He was born in the far future, and he's very, very, very evolved to us, but not to them, not to the people who live in that time. He's a throwback to them, so they evicted him. I feel like humor and comedy are so important um, to the comics you've been working on lately. Um, why, why is that as the rest of the industry sort of like continues to be pretty, pretty dark? Um, why is your focus uh, over here on the comedy side? We want to be entertaining. Um, I think there's nothing more entertaining than something that's funny. Sure. They don't have to be comedies, uh, but they have to be funny on some level and they can't take themselves too seriously. And, uh, uh, you know, there's a, I don't know. I just have always responded to that. That's what I, I want to be as entertaining as possible. And uh, that's the tool. There's a lot of what I call shame-based comics where mm. people get really serious in a way that is not really justified by the content, but it's to show these aren't, for kids, look, here's, here's sexual <laughs> assault. These aren't for kids. These are smart, you know, and uh, that makes me sick. That's so funny you say that because it's, to me it's actually more childlike to be like, look, I'm a grown-up. I do grown-up stuff. Exactly. Like I have all these like mean spikes yeah. on my armor. It's yeah. When really I, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. Well, what about in general? I think the last time we had you on the show, you were – it was towards the beginning of the pandemic. Now that things are starting to open up again, what does that mean for Ahoy Comics going forward? Well, Ahoy Comics gained weight mm -hmm. and got very forgetful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, other than that, we're still going along. You know, we had to, uh, my, our publishers, Hart Steely, and he never gave us a pencils down order because he's, he's great. And he just kept paying people to work when this whole thing happened. But, it did mean that we were more reluctant and slower to approve new projects because who knew if there was going to be a society in six months yeah. <laughs> or if there would be stores or if there would be, you know, yeah. so, but now we're getting back into it. We just approved a bunch of new projects. And, um, yeah. And, just, and we, when everything sort of, when like the distributor and the stores opened up again, we just put out everything we had. We were doing like five titles at once, which is big for us. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, that's sort of running out. But we, have, we have more stuff coming and more stuff after that. Right. Awesome. Anything that's in particular great. you can tease coming up? 
Well, we've announced a couple of things that I think are great. Uh, uh, and I didn't write them, so I can say that. <laughs> uh, Snelson, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about. It's, a, uh, it's about a stand-up comic. It's a five-year miniseries about a stand-up comic. And he's a stand-up comic who was edgy and young in the 90s. And he dressed really alternatively. And uh, uh, now it's 2021, and he's still that same guy, that same comic, wow. dressing the same way. And he's wondering why nobody's interested in him anymore, and he figures he's been canceled. Mm. It's by Paul Constant and Fred Harper, and it's beautiful. It's so great. And uh, we've got a first, the first issue has a uh, variant cover by Peter Baggy. Oh, nice. Cool. My idols. And uh, um, so that's good. That's good. We have one Eric Palicki created this other series we're coming out with um, called Black's Myth, M-Y-T-H, Black Apostrophe S. And it's about a private detective who uh, loves punk rock and is a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good, as you might have Yeah, known. yeah. Wendell Cavalcanti is the artist. That's awesome. It's, Those are qualities I admire in anyone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those are the three, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Not a werewolf, deal breaker. Yeah. yeah. Oh, come yeah. on, grow up. At this day and age, yeah. it feels like there's a full moon every night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I talked about Alan Robinson yet, though, about Penalter Man. I just want to get yeah. a little bit about yeah, please. Because he is, he made this book. His characters have the emotional range of dogs you know I mean, <laughs> which is wider than the emotional range of shakespeare <laughs> shakespeare they, tried to write for dogs and he actually he tried he, he could not pa- he, he just couldn't pass himself off mm-hmm. as a dog because he didn't feel things deeply enough mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> ellen robinson's characters do they're better than shakespeare in that way and uh, <laughs> he's uh, it's got this like sheen of superhero rendering that's wonderful, but really it's all about the characters of emotions. And he just, he puts them through everything without changing his style at all. Comedy to tragedy in one panel. And that's what Penultimate needed. That's awesome. Are you saying that we as a, as a people are evolving toward more emotion on our faces? Ooh. Based on Penultimate as the uh, yeah, yeah, uh, but highly then evolved. The, but then when you get to the ultimates after him, they're all just blank. Mm-hmm. Just makes sense peak yeah. to the a on their head yeah he's he's, <laughs> he's penultimate and that's kind of where that peaks and after that people get perfect after that mm-hmm. and alan, the perfect people at the end of evolution alan drew them so disgusting so, <laughs> yeah, it was just wonderful that's awesome and the book is out now right people can pick it up yeah, the book's out now and it'll be in um it's it's in comic shops and it'll be in bookstores, uh, I think next week. Yeah, I'm pretty right. sure it's May twenty fifth awesome. if people want to yeah, check it out. Uh, Tom, so Thank good you. to see you. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on the show. Um, we will definitely have you on again. Have a good night. Great. Thank you. Great to talk to you, man. Take it out. Thank you. Strong. All right, there we go. Once again, that's Tom Payer. The book is Penultiman. As he mentioned, it's in comic bookstores now and it'll be in legit bookstores. Real. Alex, bookstores. how dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Sorry, man. I tell it like it is. You're still down at Barnes & Noble every morning, just like <laughs> rolling through the stacks. Mm-hmm. 
just checking their Dewey Decimal. <laughs> yep, that's how Barnes and Noble works. <laughs> All right, we're gonna welcome libraries. Our <laughs> we're gonna welcome our second guest in here. Uh, she is the creator of a new book called "The Hazards of Love." Her name is Stan Stanley, and this book is very weird and very cool. Uh, yeah, very romantic. Uh, Stan Stanley, everybody, hello, welcome hey! to the show. Hello. I'm a little concerned. I don't think you know how how Barnes and Noble works. But... <laughs> uh, it's been a while. Let me be honest. Um, they're big buildings with books everywhere. Yeah, I think, I right. think we're okay. saying the same thing. Okay, I think we're saying the same thing. You go in, all the books are free. You take whatever you want. There's a person at the front who's like, "Be please be quiet." That's a library. That's a library. Huh? Right, right. No, they they want you to be quiet everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> anywhere there's books. It's like, yeah. let's sit and think. Go in, order a plain slice, one with pepperoni. <laughs> you get yep. a drink. Yeah. A classic New York Barnes & Noble has <laughs> pizza, coffee. Uh, Stan, we're very far afield from your book. Uh, Hazards of Live is a very beautiful, very lovely book. Uh, very... Uh, well, I, I I almost hesitate to spoil it because going in, I went in completely clean reading the book. And I was like, oh, this is a very nice romance book about mm-hmm. a bunch of teens. Maybe they're loved. Maybe they're not. That's not what it is at all. No, uh, no. How, how do you pitch the book? What is the concept for it? What do you feel comfortable sharing without spoiling stuff? Um, So my spoiler is it's a book written out of spite, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Maybe. It's a book about a queer teen from Queens who gets sucked into this surreal underworld and has to hustle their way back home, right? And it that's kind of like my elevator pitch, right? Uh, mm-hmm. It's sort of a modern day take on classic stories like Alice in Wonderland and those sort of down the rabbit hole kind of things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, where did it start then? Because the mythology, the look of it is so surreal and very different. It's a, it's not specifically like they're going into a Egyptian underworld or they're going into this other uh, type of area. Uh, how did it all come together for you or what was the initial spark? Oh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I purposefully wanted to avoid anything that resembled uh, anything that could be said to be like oh yes this looks like this is this is the egyptian section of the of the museum right Mm -hmm, Uh, right. or ah yes we are now in ancient greek times um so my inspiration for the sort of uh surreal world that our main character amparo ends up in um is in part it's the fact that whenever i read fantasy novels it was always the same forest I don't know. Right. <laughs> it's always the same forest. Uh, yeah. The, it's the same forest in Game of Thrones. It's the same forest in Lord of the Rings. It is really Northern European. And yeah, I, I wanted to see a different kind of forest. I wanted something that was more like the forest I knew of. Uh, I, I grew up in Mexico. I am from Mexico. Um, and I just wanted something a little more vibrant, I guess. I had this idea of like this very neon, surreal, uh, magic realism look to the book, right? 
Yeah, I, I love I was going to say the the sort of black backing on on all the pages is so uh, I love how different that is. It just feels um, wildly different than anything else. Thank you. Um, it's something that was a lot of fun to play with. Um, the original version is online. And so when you're putting uh, a comic online, you've got actually so much space you can play with on the screen, right? Uh, and so many different things you can do with your page that if it's all the same color, I don't want to say you can trick people, but you can mess with the panels. And I see we have uh, <laughs> some of the first parts of the book here, uh, which I almost feel bad about because I'm like, ah, yes, the mundane parts, but oh, we don't yeah, want to I'll... spoil the audience either, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of the kind of the beginning part, I want to say as someone who loves uh, like uh, love stories and rom-coms and stuff. I really love the moment uh, where, you know, the two kind of run into each other. And, uh, you know, the one person is very convinced that they're not cool. And the other person's like, what are you talking about? Like, you do your own thing. You're like your own, you got yourself figured it out. And I love that kind of like outside perspective of different people. You know, we're so kind of in our own little worlds that like, you know, sometimes kind of looking out, it seems like maybe you've, uh, you're you, you're a little smarter than you are and got things together. So I thought it was like a really great connection point for those two. Right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I figure that's kind of important, too. Right. We never know what it is about someone else that makes them shine for us. Right. Yeah. It was really cool. Well, to that end, then, when you are designing these two characters who are falling in love in particular, or maybe falling in love, um, what's important there? What are the building blocks that you need to lay in the place to make that relationship potentially work? Um, certainly, you have to flesh out the individuals before you, mm -hmm. you flesh out a romance or any kind of relationship. Um, it's kind of the idea that you're not writing... <laughs> You're not writing a relationship. You're not writing, ah, yes, this is the story of uh, boy meets girl. I have the formula here. Yeah. That's not how it works in real life. Uh, it's especially not how it works uh, for queer folks, right? Or for non-neurotypical folks. Uh, we don't have a script. We're just <laughs> kind of doing our best. And um, so when writing and trying to convey that... You gotta be honest and just gotta stay with the awkward as awkward as it can be. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that awkwardness came through. <laughs> well, on well, the other I, side, of, oh, go ahead, Justin. Please. I was say I love the 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 idea that um, not having a script. Um, so is this then like a script? Is this like the beginning of building a library, as we were uh, sort of talking about? I definitely know what it is now. Um, for uh, <laughs> for romances, um, yeah, I'm nailing it. Sort of. Problem is, we don't have a lot to work with. Or not a yeah. lot to work with, but we don't have... See, Barnes & Noble is a big, big bookstore, <laughs> right? Uh, there are so many books there. And there is a tiny, tiny queer section. Uh, yeah. And the queer books are... When I started writing... Uh, one reason I wanted to write what I do is because I was tired of the tragic queer narrative. Um, and even though it's called The Hazards of Love and does start with two people kind of feeling each other out and maybe they like each other, 
uh, maybe not, eh, it's complicated. I didn't want to write a book that was just about romance. I wanted an adventure story. I wanted, I want queer sci-fi. I want queer space operas. I want queer Game of Thrones, you know? <laughs> uh, I want all those options that non-queer people have already. Exactly. I have a friend who uh, says, we'll know we're getting there when we finally get an action movie that has a gay hero. And it's not like a joke. It's just a regular yeah. action movie. It's just everything else goes exactly the way that an action movie formula goes, right? Yeah. Uh, and where do you think um, our sort of pop culture is in, in that journey? Do you feel like that's close, far away? Uh, what I'm always, I, I think about this a lot. I'm curious um, as someone to talk to you and hear what you think. That's a great question. Um, it's hard because I, I, I'm like, my initial answer is to say, I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, um, <laughs> give us, just give thing. us an exact number of days. Well, I don't mean it that specifically. Oh, right. I just mean like, yeah, yeah. Um, is it, is it building? Are we getting there? Cause it, it, it it's hard to tell. Uh, and I, hard to tell from someone like me. It's hard to, I'm, it seems like it's hard to tell for someone like you. So uh, I'm well, just curious. Here's the thing. I will say one of the things that I'm pleased with, we can't always rely on like the big name comic book publishers to tell our stories properly. Sometimes they try and it's not. not. There's this thing where people will uh, write what they think is a good non-binary character. And it's like, here's a bald humanoid that dresses in gray and has no identifying features whatsoever. Yeah, like, like, whoa. I don't, know how, I don't know how many non-binary people you know, but they all look like drunk children's uh, entertainment shows <laughs> who are going to Disneyland and are maybe hoping to meet the one. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's that sort of thing where you're, Y'all, they really have to, it's great to want to include uh, yeah. more diversity, but you got to include that in the writing room too. Otherwise it's going to yeah. ring false, ring hollow. And I have seen uh, in my years writing uh, comics, a lot more steps towards that. And that's great and wonderful. Um, but on the indie side of it, that's kind of where we end up seeing more of it too right it's the sort of thing where for ages we were told well if you don't like it go make your own content and so we have for at least two decades we've we've been doing stuff like that right uh online at least and yeah so i don't know how much we'll catch up in the mainstream i am delighted to see more representation in cartoons in uh books in movies and novels it's from where we were decades ago to where we are now it's really something but we're well, not all the way there yet you know yeah. Like, yeah like you're saying you want to get to a place with any sort of representation where it's not about the representation it's just another character that is in the fold of the thing that's being created uh, and for a lot of things and a lot of different groups, it's not quite there yet. But 
Hazards of Love is a great step in that direction. Um, I did want to ask you, and this is a, a little off what we were just talking about, but to get back to the whole magic realism of the thing, of yeah. the thing, when you have, and we've talked about this on the show before, but when you have the magical world like this, how do you set up the rules? How do you decide what can and can't happen when technically, when you're putting magic in a story, anything potentially could happen? You're right. Um, part of that is having the rules for yourself as an author and knowing why things are happening the way they're happening. The mm -hmm. characters may not know. The audience may not know initially. They might not ever know. Some stories are like that. Um, but you, at least, the author, should have an idea of what's going on uh, <laughs> so that there's a consistency of, of sorts. Um, and it's not a spoiler to say that at some point... Part 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 of the premise is uh, the main character Amparo is trying to figure out what these rules are and how they work, and uh, it's the idea of in a magic world where you don't know the rules and have to figure them out again. There's so much trial and error. There's so much having to realize and let go of what you know to be true, and seeing what the new status quo is. Right. Yeah. Uh, Hazards of Love is available now, right? You can it pick is it up. Indeed. You all can right. get it at all fine libraries, bookstores, and whichever <laughs> <laughs> one you walk into. Uh, and you, will there be more? Um, you, uh, you definitely. You're leaving it open at the end, so it seems like thank you. there will be. I don't know why I said thank you to that. I'm like, ah, yes, you noticed. It's part one of yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very observant, as I've proven time and again in this conversation. Well, the second uh, book should be out uh, sometime next year. Uh, and hopefully, if I, if I do my own hustling, uh, the third one the year after that. Uh, we'll see. But So there's a plan, there's a story arc, and uh, there's a timetable. Awesome. Well, I'm just... <laughs> awesome. The most important part, a timetable. I just want to say uh, I really enjoyed uh, the characters and the art and uh, the storytelling uh, was really, really enjoyable. It's a great read. So uh, thank you, uh, thank you uh, for putting it out. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you, Stan. Have a great night. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming on. on the show. Good luck. All right. Yeah. All right. There we go. Once again, that's Stan Stanley. The book is called Hazards of Love, and it's available now. Part one. Right, Justin? Yeah, yep. That's what part one is out. And then yes. comes part two, and then part three. Yeah, uh, that's how numbers you're, you're work. Now in that order. What are you staff. doing? I know how numbers work. Okay. Yeah. The numbers hey, are on the Dewey Decimal uh, System. Alex, can I ask you something? Yeah, what's up? Do you uh, have Tom Payer on sometimes just to check with your future self to see how you're doing, <laughs> just to make sure that like you're doing all right? Yeah, I, I thought you knew that every show we have one of my loopers on. Okay, because it, I was just, it was uncanny, and I was just kind of like, oh, really? my God. Yeah, spot, it looks like you. Spot Alex's looper. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can. Oh my that's God. fine. I don't mind. I'm just. Uh, no, I mean, he's doing great work. I mean, uh, it's it's. Honestly, I feel like we're starting to loop each other at this point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it could be me too. It's more I was looking at. Anyways.
Sorry. Anyways, it's fine. We're going to move with on with our next section, which is my favorite section, because you make it up. It's your audience question. <laughs> oh, but before we get to that, actually, I should say there is some, um, I've actually got some breaking news. Oh, oh, breaking news. Wait, let me play yeah. the breaking news sound cue here. Here wait, we go. Wait. Justin, do they bring an arrow back? Is that what's breaking? <laughs> Ah, oh, that that's, a, no. that's a shame, sort of. Um, yeah, they're not bringing back Arrow. I'm so sorry. Oh. That's not the news I'm breaking. Oh. Um, it's a great guess, but no. Um, we wait, wait, uh, no, no, no. I have a guess too. Is it a uh, Cipher series on HBO Max? That's a great guess. Definitely. I don't know if that makes sense because Cipher is an X Men character who's owned by Disney, so it'd be on Disney Plus. And that, well, that was a dumb thing that I said. Well, go don't, ahead. Don't beat what yourself is it? up. What is it, Justin? That's a stupid thing like... I suggested. <laughs> Oh my God! What uh, that's too bad, Alex. It's a, it's a, always embarrassing when you do something yeah. wildly dumb like that. It makes no sense, uh, but I said it. It is crazy that you said that. You said it. Yeah. Uh, those are great guesses, but no, it's um, news from Manscaped.com. It's which is, of course, my primary news source. It's what they're calling a pubic service announcement. I'm so sorry <laughs> about the creation of the Lawnmower no. 4.0. It's a Lawnmower. trimmer which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. Oh, Ooh, okay. Nothing. I'm actually I'm getting some additional news here on Twitter.com. I was I always surf Twitter during the show when you guys get real boring. Uh, over <laughs> two million men worldwide trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer for you, you can get twenty percent off and free worldwide shipping. Just use the code FANSIDED twenty at Manscaped.com. Did you guys get your lawnmower four point oh? I did. I legitimately I... had one delivered to my home. Yeah. <laughs> Pete? Yeah, I'm all longboarding up, up, baby. Peter, you holding up the literature? That's right. Wow. You got to read it before you use I, it. I hesitate to ask this, but uh, did did you use it, Pete? Oh man, it's you know they say in the copy they say things about like, but I appreciated how gentle it was, and uh, <laughs> and the light is huge. Uh, the light is a great great feature to have on there. I loved it. Uh, you know, I gotta say, why do they write the copy when Pete is living it? Uh, <laughs> and this is this is true. You actually used it, right, Pete? That's right. Yeah, That's right. And I don't know why you guys doing this. We've been doing this bit for great. weeks about you being like, no, I don't want to talk about this manscape thing. What are you doing? Why are you standing up right now? <laughs> <laughs> Manscaped undies. Oh man! I thought they, for a second you were going to stand up and be like, really quick, let me give you a demonstration of what it looks like. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's oh, just man. a little manscaped magic right there. I tell you, the underwear um, is nice. Yeah. Um, Great. This, I, wear, I wear the pamphlets. So. Smart. <laughs> smart. Alex, again, somehow just... uh, being the weirdest in a uh, very weird segment. Um, yeah. So this thing that we're not using the Netflix thing right now. Yeah, that's funny. Um, oh, it's wait. got wireless hold, charging, hold on, a travel lock. Here we go. Netflix. Again. There we go. You right. always want your technical person to say, just wait hold, a second. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, if you're still trimming your face with your ball trimmer, I'm so sorry to say that. It's time to make some changes. Or your balls with your face trimmer or your eyelashes with your dog trimmer. None of that is important. <laughs> hey, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the full code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. 
This program is brought to you by the Hulu original series, MODOK. I can't stop talking about this show. It's the craziest, funniest, and wildest thing I've seen in a long time. Monarch is a supervillain voiced by the incredible Patton Oswalt. Oh yeah, did I mention Modoc stands for mental organism designed only for killing? For Modoc, the only thing harder than ruling the planet is running a family. Get ready to discover that not all villains are super. This show has an amazing cast with Patton as Modoc, along with Amy Garcia, Ben Schwartz, Melissa Fumero, Wendy McClendon Covey, Beck Bennett. John Daly, Sam Richardson, and celebrity cameos as some of your favorite Marvel heroes. Marvel's MODOK, series premiere, May 21st, only on Hulu. Wait, what? Uh, what? (laughs) I'm drinking the Five Burrows Summer Ale, which is lovely. And I'm going to attempt to open this torpedo with this tool I found in my basement. You should use those shears to open it up. Uh, I'm drinking a six-point Bengali. Always a good drink. Oh, yeah, that you can What about you? You drinking your uh, ball hair or something? Why would I drink that? (laughs) Alex, why are you mad at me for using something that we got in the mail? How dare you? Uh, I'm drinking Corona. Light. Nice. Uh, this is from Nelson Martinez over on YouTube says I've jumped back in the theater game so far. I've seen nobody ride the last dragon wrath of man and demon slayer. What have you guys seen any of these? And what did you think? Are you going back soon? We've talked about this a couple of times, but let's do our weekly theater check-in. How are you feeling about it? Are you feeling comfortable to go back to a theater yet or not? I'm ready. I just haven't had the time because of parenting reasons, not, not Uh virus reasons. Kid flex. No, that's Wait, never. Hold on, a kid hold on. I'll, I'll get that. Yeah, yeah. Sound cute. yeah well, uh, I'm going to go. I, I, oh, no. right. that's not, yeah, that's I think um, uh, one day next Make week. Them I, do it again. <laughs> I think one, one day next week I'm going to go to the movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys? I, I've been. This is kind of silly, but also I could fully stand by this. I've been slowly testing myself since. Uh, Sunday was the full, first day I was fully vaxxed. So mm. just doing like, what am I comfortable with in terms of walking around without a mask? Uh, when I drop off the kids, I'll walk back. And there's a certain cool. point when it's not crowded, where I've been taking off the mask and walking and I've been doing more and more of that every day. It, just because, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but honestly, like I feel a sense of panic when I'm not wearing the mask and seeing somebody coming, even though I know it's fully safe. So I'm just trying to train myself to get more comfortable. So I don't know that I'm ready to jump back into a theater quite yet, but I feel like by Black Widow, um, that's my goal. That's what I want to see. Nice. You're trying to get in the mental shape um, by the time Black exactly. Widow comes out. Yeah. Um, I'm, do you think that everybody in the, in the theater is going to be wearing masks? Like, or are people just going to be like a Kimbo? You know what I mean? Like, Kimbo? Yeah, Kimbo. yeah. You know what I mean? Like just pulled it down or waving around in the air. I think I'm if everybody's wearing it, I think I would be cool with being inside in the theater as long as we're all like, Yeah, we got them on right now. Obviously you can't eat the popcorn while the mask is on, but I'm just I don't I'm just worried I'd be freaked out and looking around like put your fucking mask on, dude. You know what I mean? Just real quick, Pete, well, how many masks have you eaten when you've tried to eat your popcorn with your mask on? Five, six. Uh, well, I haven't been outside to do that yet, but otherwise, okay. it would the number would be high. 
Um, I do think people will, uh, I don't know if movie theaters are still requiring them or will be requiring them for much longer. So I guess it is going to be, we're in a situation now because of the CDC announcement where people are just going to be unmasked. Yeah, it's it's what's happening. NYC, I think they came out today and they said specifically, no, we're still going to require masks indoors at this point. But like you said, there's going to be so much pressure because CDC was like, no rules, just right. Yeah, everybody's just been like, ah, I don't care. It's Whatever. one big Outback steakhouse. Um, yeah. uh, and I was in, the f- oh, go ahead. I was in Pennsylvania um, last week and weekend. Why and- you didn't fucking swing by and say hello, you fuck, you piece of shit? Yeah, I was way in the... It's like a small neighborhood, Yeah, it's right? super small, dude. Like, um, you could have swung by and say what up. Yes, definitely on the way there. Pennsylvania's the Rhode my- Island of giant places. We were in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, yeah. which is a ways west, um, and it was pretty fast and loose out there in the mess. So you know it's pronounced department. Lancaster. I don't like. I'm bad at saying it. Okay. Lancaster. It's pronounced <laughs> Lancaster. To answer the first part of the question, though, I've seen nobody, which I thought was a lot of fun. Ryan the Last Dragon, real good as well, and I personally have not seen Wrath of Man or Demon Slayer. How about you guys? Uh, I haven't seen any of those movies. I went to the the drive uh, the drive in and saw uh, uh, the Last Dragon, and uh, that was enjoyable. I wanted to see nobody, but uh, forgot to do so. Yeah. And then they got rid of it. It doesn't exist anymore, which is yeah. sad. Yeah. Uh, this is a question over from Crowdcast from Joe. What do we need to do to bring back Throwback Stack as a monthly or yearly special? This was a discussion that was going out a little bit in the Patreon Slack today. Yeah. Uh, back at the beginning of the pandemic, when they weren't releasing comics, we actually had time to go back and talk about older graphic novels, which was super fun. It's something that we have talked about doing for, I don't know, 15 years or so now. And yeah. we just have never really had time. So I love it. It just comes down to time. I I, I we should try to do it or throw, we yeah. could throw one at the end of a stack maybe. Yeah. Or uh, just do like a separate um, just kind of a uh, throwback stack uh, every once in a while. Just sprinkle one in there. Oh, Pete, you want to do more podcasts? Is that what you're saying? Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Busted. For something like that, I would put it in a little extra time. Put oh, it on the soundboard. Well, well, well. Put it on the soundboard. Yeah. Wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. Oh, the sad part about this is awful, dude. This feels like a cold on a cheesesteak. Oh. Is that it? Yeah. Is that what we want to you're like, like old man back. looking for things while you're, yeah, like that is just the worst. What? Uh, <laughs> Might as well put your glasses it. down here and like, wait a sec. What is That's the look of your future. <laughs> this is the future of Alex. <laughs> Hold on a second, guys. Stop what talking. What I like about like it that. actually, just visually, is that my headphones kind of make it look like I have uh, my glasses on a chain. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, I assume that's exactly what that was. Uh, those aren't headphones, Alex. Those are two hearing aids, I believe. <laughs> I can't Double read. hearing aids. Uh, but yes, good question, Joe. Uh, we always say we'll try it, and we just do not. But it would be super fun to do at some point. Uh, keep the this- pressure on us, Joe. Keep the pressure. That definitely works with everything else. Uh, Nick Grayson says, now that Jonathan Kent has really popped as Superman's son and Superboy, where does that leave Connor Kent? And what would you say would be a good story for Connor to move forward with? well connor was uh over in another title for a while right 
Connor right now, is, I mean, he's been through so many iterations, so he even yes. knows what his exact status is. But he's over in Suicide Squad right now, and it's pretty yeah. great. Like, it's yeah. a good, fun story. There's a weird mystery about why he's there, why Amanda Waller needs him. He's clearly a hero, but she has him on a leash anyway. And uh, it's uh, it's neat. It's definitely that to me is the hook that keeps me going back to Suicide Squad at this point. Because otherwise, it's a very good, very solid Suicide Squad book. But we've read good, solid Suicide Squad books before. This is something that there's a mystery there that definitely is keeping me very intrigued. Uh, yeah, they. I've always loved Connor Kent. Um, he's got that tactile telekinesis, which I have uh, always responded to. Um, and I will say the storyline over at Suicide Squad is like, it's weird that you're here. And uh, so I, I feel like I want to see it where it's not about how weird it is that he's there. But um, eventually, hopefully, we'll get there. Uh, cool. This is a question from Kevin. What are your favorite comics-themed board or role-playing games? Ooh. I mean, I'll I give don't... a shout-out to, I think this was a birthday present or maybe some sort of holiday present from our wonderful watchers, Aaron and John, but running around Riverdale, the board game, uh, uh, my family and I, we play it all the time. I played aw. it with my kids just the other day. It's super fun. Adorable. It's basically like, sorry, but with the Riverdale characters, um, super cute. My son was like, Oh, uh, can you give me, I, I want to play with Warhead. And I was like, Warhead. And he's like, what's his actual name? And I was like, Jughead. Jughead. Weird that he said Warhead. I like him. He's like a mini me where he kind of remembers it a little bit, but not the whole thing. He also spent all day talking about Eliza Dushku. That's a smart kid. You ought to give him a raise. Uh Uh-oh. I feel like we're going to have to test this kid's genetic history. We might have a (laughs) a Pete on our hands. Do you guys have any other answers? Comic Uh, book-based board games or role-playing games? Uh, I don't know. I I got the Star Wars Monopoly as a gift once. It was fun until I lost my shit and ripped it in half. (laughs) Why were you so mad? Very Chewbacca reaction. Well, you let the Wookiee win. That's you are the Wookiee. I'll tell you, uh, this is probably a bad answer, but there was a listener of the show who sent us a while back the lock and key card game which we were mm. going to play, I think, on the Lock and Key podcast. Ooh. And then I moved and it got lost in one of my boxes until I think this weekend when I was like, oh, that's oh, right. You found so, it? Yeah. All so right. We should we should play that at some point. Yeah. Are you saying you want to get together? Oh, yeah. That would be good. Pete, would you like to do that as like some sort of a podcast? Oh, sure. Yeah. As long as I can stay six feet away from you and you wear your mask at all times. Nope, I'm not gonna, necessary I'm anymore. My popcorn hole is going to be open. Oh, man. That's not what that's called, Alex, by the way. Um, <laughs> you keep talking about your popcorn hole. Uh, the only games I play are Uno and what we call the princess game. Um, and those Which are not is... comic book related. It's a is matching it... game. What? Well, you dress your uh, you dress your kids up you, and they got to see if they're matching or something like that. Great guess. Uh, uh, no, no. no let, let me let's see if I can get this. You throw your kids in the closet, you shut the door, and they kind of like mix and match, and then you can see which one's which. But you know that's confusing. Yeah, I have to just see if I can remember which one is which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's a little parenting. And they mix it up. They mix it up so you can't tell. Uh, you know, if they were standing in one order, you can't. You know, so you know. hard to tell. Yeah, it's hard to tell these two kids. Just apart. To, you know, these two non-twins apart. Yeah. Uh, that sounds yeah, like a fun game. That is a fun game. Uh, this is from Stanley over on YouTube. Do you guys ever use your talents to act in film or stage productions? Well, one of us is classically trained, so. Ah, uh, Alex hits back. He's like, well, I'll let Justin field this one. Yeah. When uh, Alex is the musical man, the music man, uh, for sure, of the three of us, um, uh, I've acted uh, a fair amount. Um, I was in a movie uh, a while back. Um and uh, what else? I did a bit on Seth Meyers. Um, it was Avengers Endgame. You played yeah. Captain America. That was pretty cool. That's right. Uh, that was the stage production that we do. We've done in my house throughout the entire pandemic. Um, I, I miss doing um, some real acting stuff. Hopefully, uh, we're going to get some back. Just being on stage. I was looking through pictures. I had to uh, get a picture of me doing a, a stage show for some some project I was working on. And I looked through and I was like, Oh man, that was so fun! <laughs> really I missing that. I don't remember about the Charlie we... Brown Christmas. Uh, and the Charlie Brown Christmas we do every year, yeah. um, as well. I don't remember whether we talked about this on last week's show or not at this point, but we definitely have discussed a little bit in terms of what we can do with live shows going forward when things open up, and I think. Not decision, but the thing that we were kind of talking about, particularly because Pete is in Pennsylvania now, is trying to do things, definitely try to do live shows going forward, but they're probably going to be a little more sporadic. We don't know what's going on with the pit as a venue or anything like that. Um, these virtual shows, I think, have actually been great, and we've been really enjoying them, uh, but we'll try to yeah. do some live shows, just not weekly, most likely. Yeah, we're going to get back together. Come on, I gotta feel this. I gotta feel this energy in person. Yeah, oh, you guys man. gotta come over so you can check out my popcorn hole. I feel like I get a lot of exposure to your popcorn <laughs> hole. Uh, and uh, shout out to Kevin in the comments. Justin, aren't you getting some stage time one Sunday in early June? Yes, a show I do called Characters Welcome will be returning to the stage in wow. early June in New York City. That is exciting. what stage? Um, it's called Caveat down. In oh yeah, yeah, Village. yeah, yeah. And there's a couple of things that you should probably know about it first, sort of like ancillary things that... Oh, boy. Sorry. Come on. Jonathan McCool says, hey, did you guys name your kids after comic book characters? I definitely did, and I don't know half as much about comics as you guys do. Uh, yes, my daughter is named Wolverine, and my Smart. son is named Batman. Yeah. Penny. <laughs> Penny. No, uh, we we talked about it. Like there was a point when we wanted to name my daughter, or I I floated the idea of naming my daughter Kitty after Kitty Pryde. Oh, that's oh, weird. what happened? That's weird. <laughs> that is weird. I'm glad that guy just jumped out. Well, I didn't want. Honestly, I know what you guys are getting at, but I didn't want an association with a comic book character. That's the thing. Like I did not want to think about a fictional character every time I looked at this real person. Mm. Well, I'm going to name my, if I um, ever have a third child, a son, I'm going to name him Nathan Summers, but the one that became Strife Uh is the full, is the full name. Why don't you just call him Strife? (laughs) Oh, that's sort of aggressive for a name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, but you did not, right, Justin? No. 
No, okay. no comic book. I feel like um, that was a, a sort of a stretch. When uh, did when you you're try a, to? Were you like you know talking uh, with your uh, wife about it? Were you like trying to get a couple names just on the board as far as like options and maybe of course like, she wouldn't catch on or something? Yeah, the name the names going in when I knew we knew we were having a girl was uh, were Starman. Obviously, yeah. uh, right, I was right, up right. there, which again a little bit tricky. Um, mm-hmm. Speedball. <laughs> didn't try penance penance would i was been... gonna be speedball penance tyler just nice. like that. just oh, the yeah. sharpest children's names possible yeah speaking of sharp i'm having a truly difficult time opening yeah. this beer <laughs> you should try with those rusty clippers i think that'd be easier this uh, claims to be a bottle opener but it is it is not it's... it should it should work not to interrupt but we have a question here for you justin from nelson over on YouTube, Justin, how'd you like that last episode of Mayor of Easttown? What do you want to see in the last two episodes? Classic <laughs> comic book question. What's going um, on, Mayor of Easttown? If you guys aren't watching this, it's a it's a great show. It's a slow start, perhaps. Uh, but man, this last episode was some of the best television I've seen in quite some time. Edge of your seat. Ooh. I sat up. How often wow. do you sit up? Normally, I'm lying straight down and asleep when I'm watching TV. I was leaned back. I was almost you're lying sleeping. Down. You're not watching TV. Fair enough. Uh, this is from Jay Citizen. What's a non-sci-fi fantasy crossover you want to see? I.e., Rory Gilmore interviewing Midge Maisel. And that's a good Ooh, one. By yeah. the way. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a tip of the hat to yes. you. For Non-sci-fi that. fantasy crossover you want to see. Mm, that's do I good. watch or read anything that isn't sci-fi or fantasy? Just got to do a quick check there. Um, let's see. I would love that's... to see um, Charles Barkley on This Is Us. You know, just like really uh, cutting his acting teeth. <laughs> that, you know, like I don't think that, that counts. That counts as a it's not a crossover. That's a casting choice. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, he's from inside NBA. You know, and uh, you know, anyways. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. You want to see that an epic crossover between all those c- characters? <laughs> yep. I would love to see uh, Ted Danson from the Mayor on Mayor of Easttown because then they could do a fun like Mayor, 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 Mayor. Oh, that would be fun. Oh. For a second, I thought you were going to keep going with that, and you were you were just broken. Mayor, 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 yeah. mayor. We finally <laughs> broke Alex. Mind yeah. trap. <laughs> um, what about Ted Lasso? Could uh, could crossover with um, I don't know the local news. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did do a bunch of. Uh, that's how yeah. he started. So yeah, that'd be. Fun. I mean, it's not on it anymore, but I feel like throwing Ted Lasso on Parks and Rec would be a one to one or something like that. Yeah, him and Leslie Nope together. Yeah. Come on, forget about it. Yeah, Pete, where do you want to see Ted Lasso? Everywhere, uh, every yeah. single place. Ted Lasso in Invincible. He could be, um, I don't know, a victim of something. <laughs> he could be chopped in half. <laughs> yeah, he could be punched straight <laughs> through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Good question. Uh, we got one more here. This is from Stray Bullet. This is for Pete. Are you going to miss living in NYC when the world opens back up? Yes. yes. Let's get personal. Yeah, I'm completely in denial. Uh, yeah, I'm going to miss uh, going to my favorite bar and, and getting free drinks. 
I'm going to uh, miss... The uh, only hang- thing to do in New York City. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, it New feels... York. <laughs> yeah. When I think of New York, I think of uh, the Pit Loft and Pioneers and Simple Studios you and should. Pioneers of the Pit Loft. That's and where just we were. 29th Street between like that's, 6th and 7th. That's, that's where it. we lived. That's Damn. it. Uh, maybe you like pop over to Penn Station for a nice slice or something like that. Uh, go fuck yourself. I go get Krispy Kreme there all the time. Your all classic time. Sabaro pizza and a homemade <laughs> Krispy Kreme donut, fresh mm. from the Amish stove. <laughs> so you're gonna miss it, Pete? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's it was kind of like I just you know, zipped out when all the madness was going on and when things opened back up and people are, you know, I'm sure there'll be tons of pictures and stuff and I'll be, well, if I was on Facebook, I would be sad, but since I've been uh, removed, um, you know, I won't, it won't be as too oh, bad. Right. Maybe Instagram, on Facebook, right? Yeah. Hey, anybody out there, if you see me on Facebook, that's not fucking me. Somebody stole my fucking thing and it's bullshit. Yeah. Please I, harass it, that, that fucking makes a guy. Sense. Uh, I was on Facebook the other day, and whoever is Pete LePage was like, Ted Lasso is overrated, was the last. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. uh, I have I have never watched Adventures of Power, and I never will. That was another thing that they posted. <sighs> it's weird. It's almost Super like uh, someone's, someone Wait, you Stop know. Wait, and... you take over my goddamn Facebook account? No, no, no. Uh, hold on one second. I got to post this thing on Facebook about how <laughs> Mephisto was uh, right <laughs> to take people. Um, and let me just say, we were giving Alex some shit about uh, appearing old, uh, <laughs> as he's doing it again now. But Pete, you saying someone hacked my Facebook page, watch yeah. out, is the oldest thing you could ever say <laughs> That's right. right now. What was funny was it happened uh, to my dad, and I was like, oh, you're old. You're ridiculous. And then it happened to me, and I was like, mm. eh. uh, All right, folks. I think that's it for our audience questions. We're going to move on with our next section, which is trivia. And for that, I'm going to turn it over to Pete LePage. Whoa! All right. This is the part we give Pete back to LePage. you, the lovely audience. It's an opportunity to win 25 free dollars in the form of a gift card to Midtown Comics Online. Uh, so please give us a first hand up or a hand up or whatever. And Or I want free stuff or anything like that. Yeah. Oh, God, Kevin, no, we can't do uh, the quiz. I don't know if I'm ready for the quiz today. <laughs> I don't know if I'm emotionally prepared for Kevin's quiz. We will get to Kevin's quiz. Kevin, don't worry. We've been talking about it. We're just, um, it's like when you're at the bottom or halfway up Mount Everest, and you're like, should we go up further or just die here? And we haven't decided yet. (laughs) (laughs) But we got to get Kev back on for sure. Yeah. You don't know what to do trivia or Pete. Do you want to choose somebody from the audience? Well, I would it, like oh, to, but I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't you know, I don't want to just grab somebody who doesn't want to participate. Yeah. Is there anything on the tube? Uh nobody on the tube. Nobody wants to do trivia today. That's oh, very sad. Man. All we're right, gonna, let's cut it. Cut, we're gonna have to cut this section. Oh man. Tell the you what, star of count, trivia. I'm gonna count is... to ten. Oh, okay, don't don't dad yeah, don't stare at us. us. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got a hand up from Ben the Border Collie. Oh, it worked. Thank it worked, you, you guys. Ben. Oh. There we go. Bring it in, Ben the Border Collie here. Yes. Into the stream to do some trivia. Twivia. Twivia. 
Yeah, wow. Gotta win $25. Alex stealing back the oldest man on comic book club title <laughs> from Pete. Were you just watching Tiny Toons or something? What was that? Probably. Just oh, I don't a... think we've made it this far on the sound cue in a while. It's interesting. Apparently it loops. Huh. Huh. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that is not good. Hey, hey. Hey, Ben. How are you doing? How are you? Turn it over to Pete, and then in a couple of minutes, you're going to have $25. All right. So first off, love the shirt. Uh, you got a lot of fantastic art going on in the background. Uh, yeah. Congratulations on being dope. All right, here we go. Today is trivia. It's on topical comic news and a small nod to the legend Doris Day. Please listen to all three options before you make your selection. Here we go. Question number one. Marvel announced uh, to celebrate 30 years of Deadpool with what new comic title? Is it A, Deadpool, Gun, Swords, and Mistakes? Is it B, Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood? Or is it C, Kari Kinkenborg? (laughs) So it's either A... Or you could pick B, which is the correct answer. Go with B, then. Oh, smart. Yeah, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Black, white, and blood. Should be fun. Can't wait to read it. Question number two. DC announced a new horror comic that already has impressive pre-sales. What is the title? Is it A, Murder All Creepy Dudes, B, The Nice House on the Lake, or is it C, Antonio Banderas? So it's either A, which I made up, or it's B. I'd like to see A, but I'll go with B. All right. Well, nice. well said. Well said. It is B. It's not a scary title, but apparently it's scary as shit. Here we go. A lot of, a lot of controversy in the comments about how you're not an actual um, border collie, Ben. Uh, uh, do you, would, you care to, would you care to respond? Uh, I... Like to dress as a border collie sometimes. Good for you. Mm, Good for you. Now we have uh, a Pete. Pete, you know you, yeah. you could talk about this. But yeah. I don't you know, know about this. Yeah. Yes. No, no I don't. While, right? No, no, human didn't. sexual and, dog. Uh, I don't appreciate what you're trying to do because some people might be into stuff like that, and I don't want to hurt their feelings. All right, here we go. Third one. It's all Last one. Hashtag Pete the poodle. What? <laughs> <laughs> you're a piece of shit. What cult film is getting a prequel comic? Is it A, Turbo Kid, B, Hobo with the Shotgun, or is it C, Clancy Brown? So it's either A and $25 is yours, or you can be completely wrong. I'll go with A. A is correct. Nailed it. Congratulations. Congratulations. Ben, uh, shoot you- us an email and we will send your $25 gift card. But just a heads up, uh, we're a little backed up. Zalbin takes a little bit, so eventually we'll get to you. <laughs> yeah, I take a little cut off the top just for myself. Yeah, yeah, so, it gets yeah, 10%. That. No, shoot an email, comicbookclublive at gmail.com. We'll get that right off to you. Thanks, Ben. Have a good night. Thanks. Take care, man. Great seeing you. Later. Uh, uh, there we go. And what's the wait. secret quiz? Oh, wow, Pete? you did it. Okay, great. I remember. All right, it's the 2015 classic, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. Pete, I have a question. Um, not to, I don't want to get behind the mask uh, too far here. I don't know if you'll like it back here. Get underneath in inside the dome. But what mm. is the rhyme slash reason uh, with your secret quiz at this point? 
is it a random movie that you happen to google or what's the well uh, glad you asked justin see what it is is i i look for the person first that we would like to give a shout out to the legend that i would like to say hey i'm glad you existed and thank you for making movies and then do a fun shout out with some fun names Great. So let me ask a second follow-up question, if you have a moment, Pete. Yeah, sure, and sure, Alex, sure. of course, if I may um, uh, yield right. my – I'll yield my time right after this. Yes, no problem. Please go ahead. I'm, I'm happy to hear where you're going with this. Maybe you could spend this next couple of minutes just familiarizing yourself with the soundboard. Um, Pete, why did you choose Doris Day in this, um, this iteration of fan-favorite segment trivia? Uh, first off, Doris Day was a legend uh, of the silver screen, no and uh, she died, uh, you know, in the last couple of years, which is sad. And uh, you know, couple of years. <laughs> and so it's uh, just one of those things where you know she deserves her her day in the sun. Hundred percent. I'm glad she's able to find this platform. Why? Well, you didn't want to give a shout out to um, legend Charles Groden, who went yeah, down he today. Away today. Shout out to Charles Grodin, one that of my favorites. Wait, are you serious? Rude. Yes. Yes. Oh, he passed man. away earlier today. And his last words were, I hope Pete does me trivia. Well, yeah, eventually, uh, Charles, you'll definitely. Uh, I just didn't know. And Chuck Grodin. Uh, don't try to put that on me, you fuckers. Uh, well, I'm just saying, keep your eye on the celebrity death charts a little bit closer, Pete, because it feels like you're a couple years behind. Uh, shout out to the movie Heart and Souls featuring... RDJ in the lead and Charles Grodin. Yeah. Great movie. Great Grodin performance. Great Muppet Caper. Also a great, it's a great, great, great Grodin yeah. performance. Oh, I think I found the sound cue here. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Tap, I, really... I think that was something Aaron made of me. <laughs> is that <laughs> you? Yeah, I think so. I think it is. <laughs> It does sound on that creepy. one for a while. Well, see you in my nightmares, <laughs> looping Alex laugh. <laughs> Truly terrifying oh uh, how quickly just a normal laugh of Alex. <laughs> Do you know what also is terrifying is how many comic books are coming out? It's really difficult to figure terrifying? out which one, which ones people should pick up. What should they read? And that's why they turn to experts like us to tell them what experts? they're looking forward to. Pete, what are you looking forward to that's coming out this week? Well, there's a lot of great stuff, but the one that uh, I very much enjoyed is the many deaths of oh, Layla Star number I two. I was going to pick. We yeah! never, we never line up. That's ah, true. you bastard. I'm surprised that the one that you didn't pick was Batman Fortnite Zero Point. Oh my God. Three, yeah, that was, that's really great. Which I continue to not believe how good and how much fun this comic is. I am having such a blast reading it. And in particular, this issue, I cackled out loud at certain points. We're going to be talking about both those books on the Stack Podcast. Which, well, I have a pick oh, too. I have a oh, back. I thought pick. you were yeah. also doing the many deaths of Layla Star. I mean, of course, that's one the one I wanted to say. But when Pete said it, I of course reverted to my second pick, Nightwing. Uh, the issue of Nightwing. Oh, Nightwing yes. right now. Yes, dude. Nightwing right now is so good. It feels like. Um, the uh, Agent 37 stuff uh, that was uh, back in the, a few years ago that was so good. Um, truly, yeah, Tom Taylor's writing it. It is excellent, just really excellent, excellent art. The covers have been just epic. It's great Dick Grayson. It's um, some great Barbara Gordon stuff happening. Yeah. Like, I yeah. am happy every issue. 
Uh, I would also like to uh, just give an extra shout out since Justin got two. Uh, uh, Hazards of Love. I know uh, we were talking about it earlier, but man, uh, really special. Really loved it. Awesome. I'm glad you liked it so much. And while we're going around the the horn here, really liked um, uh, Jonah. Uh, and oh, the yeah. impossible monsters was really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah uh, I sort agree. of. I love the art style and uh, the just the story is starting to really get find some depth to it. So I really totally like. Agree. That. And folks, that is it for this week's show. A couple of people we want to thank. We want to thank our guest Tom Payer, pick up and Ultiman in stores now and bookstores next week on the 25th. Also, Stan Stanley, as we mentioned, The Hazards of Love is out now. You can pick up Volume 1, and it is a lot of fun. Next week on the show, we're going to have a pack one with James Emmett and Erica Schultz are going to be here to talk about Deadliest Bouquet. Glenn Head is going to be here to talk about Chartwell Manor and maybe a couple of other guests as well. A couple of things to plug. Marvel Vision, our Marvel podcast, continues its march through Phase 1 of the MCU. You can only get that in the Marvel Vision feed. Last week we had a great guest, Julia Alexander. The random collection of movies. Great guest, Julia Alexander, talking about Iron Man 2, which is a lot of fun. This upcoming week we have Alicia Garuso from Screen Rant is going to be talking about Thor. That's coming up on Friday. So definitely subscribe to that feed. These have been fun ones to do. Riverdale, After Dark, Riverdale podcast is planning on doing some more episodes, so definitely subscribe to that feed as well patreon.com slash comic book club support the show and all the shows we do itunes android spotify stitcher or the app of your choice to subscribe listen and follow at comic book live on twitter comic book club live.com for this podcast and more until next time good night good night see you next time why not shake your balls Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.